Hey, this is Gillian C., and you're listening to the RPG Show. Listen up. See you in Kobe. Warning, this show contains mature content and spoilers. Listener discretion is advised. Ah, greetings. Care for a story? One of heroes and villains? Of swords and sorcery? Of romance and treachery? We'll pull up a chair and have a listen. Welcome to this episode of The RPG Show. My name's Brent, I'm your host, and with me today, I have some fellas. First up, we have Nick, at least I have a four-letter name, Gantner. What's happened to man? Nothing much, tired of shit, but I'm here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We also have a Rip Warren wonderful guest with us today, and that is James. I just named him all curse words, Mulholland. What's happening, brother? Hey, man, uh, yeah, thanks for having me. It's going to be a fun show. Yeah, everybody here should know James from Is It Worth It over there with with Blaine. They, we like to call them the coolest dudes on the internet, except for everyone else on the internet. So, um, I know, you, like, I stopped that for a while, and you brought that shit back. I brought it back because I just felt like it was it was still relevant in my life. So, I mean, if you're not comfortable with it. But uh, Happy New Year's, everybody. This should go up on New Year's Day. That's kind of crazy times. Um, sorry uh, for it we being a, Christmas. Sorry for it being a week late, but it's Chris. It was Christmas. It was busy. It was chaos. It was nonsense. Did everybody have a good a good holiday break? Everyone, uh, did James, did you have a wonderful holiday with uh, the family and the baby? Saw my parents a couple days before Christmas, and then Christmas Day went to the in-laws and just did nothing. It was nice. Did Hang you... out with the baby it was perfect. Oh man, did you get some fat loots? Mm-hmm. It was okay. We just, my wife and I decided to buy a travel trailer, so that was our big Christmas gift to ourselves. Like a like a camper, seventeen footer. Oh boy, that's that's some that's some middle class white folk action right there. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> but no, they're all fun. I've, I've had tons of fun you know, traveling around a camper as a kid, so that's great. How about you, Nick? Did you have a good uh, good holiday? I mean, it was all right, except for the, the time I spent hanging out with you and Brittany and everything. Yeah, uh, that, was, that was terrible. You know, well, that's fine. No, nah, it was all good. I uh, got the flu over the weekend, so that was fucking great. That's amazing. Yes. Oh, great. Yeah, so I spent Christmas uh, sleeping all day. Well, that's the best way to spend Christmas, really. Like Christmas Day, like the day I guess portion. I would have preferred to have, like, played some games or something, you know, with my day off. But uh, yeah. that's fair. That's fair. Uh, did you get any fat loots? Uh, pretty much just what I bought myself, which I've already told the Discord. So, uh, way to be a bunch of shit. More be, shit I don't need. Way to be sad. Way to be sad. You know, that's I can't help you. But, but like, how's that sad? 
I don't know. Like, it just seems sad buying stuff stuff for yourself on Christmas. Uh, I give them Nothing the wrong with that. gifts. I mean, hey. Like, my mom got me some pajamas. Uh, you got me pretty sweet, like, art book for Bloodborne. Uh, Nicole got me... Um, fuck, I don't remember what the hell she got. Oh. Uh, some... Fuck. I don't even know what the proper word for him is, but, like, you know... Uh, shit to help you make look make yourself look better, you know, like razors and shit. Yeah, like grooming products. Grooming, there we go. That's the proper term. <laughs> like I don't do that, so I can't remember. What the uh, term is. Yeah, you're a hobo. But anyway, uh, for those new here, what we do is we take an RPG and we rate it. We break it into a few categories. We got gameplay, story, music, visuals. Overall experience and replayability, we give it a score 1 through 5. We do allow half scores because Nick fucked the system up way early on, and we just keep bringing that up. So, our first category we like to talk about is gameplay. Oh, I should talk about the game we're talking about first. God damn, Brent. I am I am winning today. I am winning. We are talking about Final Fantasy Legend 2 for the Game Boy. This was released 1991 in North America. It's got a couple... Uh, re-releases. I think Sunsoft did a thing in the late 90s and then early 2000s, mid-2000s, something like that. They Japan got a remake, whole remake for the DS, but this is um, actually the second game in the Saga series, I believe, because we, we mentioned that in the first review uh, for, for Final Fantasy Legends 1. It's where the Saga series began because... Um, Thematically, it's a it's pretty different from from Final Fantasy, but we'll get to that later on. So, but our first category is gameplay. Now, this is a Game Boy game, so it is limited in what they can do. But from this guy's personal opinion, uh, I it has everything going for it that the first one did with. Uh, but better, but better. So, uh, first let's talk about the battle system. You know, you get your random battles, you know, a little exploration, you go around random battles. It is turn-based. You do have some, you have, like, stacking monsters and a first-person view, and, uh, it does suffer from the, you kill a thing, and then you, you had somebody attack it, bef- you know, before it got killed. It, they'll do nothing, which, which kind of sucks, but it's early RPG. It's, you know, 91, it's Game Boy, so I, I let that go. Uh, Nick, do you have any other, I mean, what sort of commentary do you have on the, the battle system portion of this game? Uh, I mean, not really. It's um, pretty much the same thing as the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you get Magi stuff this time. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's a bit of a, a different thing. Okay, Um. Oh, I'm in. Uh, so why don't you go ahead and break down the uh, the way? So in the first game, you you built a, a team, right? And they they all kind of progressed the uh, the same way, really. Um, there were some differences, but uh, th- it really shines. I think. Well, it's it's kind of still the, a carryover from that in this one. But like, I I I think it's more um, effective in this one. Like it didn't feel like. Uh, as brutally random or maybe it was more lenient like i saw stat ups more frequently or um 
because in the first one, it it really like it, it suffered from that FF two thing where it's like uh, I wasn't really getting hit, so my like health never went up, like you know stuff like that didn't didn't feel as much uh, a problem in this one. You follow? Well, it's probably because the RNG in this one wasn't broken. Like I think okay. they must have fixed the algorithm, or whatever. Okay. So, um, um, you mind breaking down the the character progression paths for us, there, Nick? Uh, sure. So essentially, uh, when you are starting the game, you get your first character, um, and then you get to pick three more, and you get to pick from uh, humans, mutants, robots, and monsters. Uh, humans, um, they pretty much get stronger by fighting in, in combat. Like you uh, do damage, you get your strength up, you take hits, your HP goes up, uh, etc. Um, and the kind of similar thing for the mutants, um, but uh, it's their growth isn't as quick as the humans, but they also get magic. Um, and I think the male starts with uh, Blizzard. I don't know what the hell the female is. I didn't pick mutants again for this fucking game because I'm a one-trick pony. Um, but uh, if I recall correctly, the spells they get, uh, you get a new spell randomly after mm -hmm. battle. Uh, and then it has a chance of overriding a previous spell you had, so you can randomly lose your best spell for some random shit. Um, robots are the new addition. Um, they don't get powerful from fighting uh, in combat. They get powerful by equipping them with new weapons and armors. So um, you can, if you fill up all eight slots with weapons and armor, they can be super strong. Uh, I think they also have the benefit of if you use all the durability of your uh, equipped weapon, you can go to a shop and pay to have it refilled like yeah. halfway yes yeah, so, well it only it caps out at halfway and then anytime you trade an item off it reduces the durability by half so you can't you know equip like a shitty weapon to a robot and then go to the end to fill it all the way up and then take it back off to keep rebuilding up expensive items but uh yeah no their strength is based on their equipment so interestingly enough you could put all shields in one weapon and have them be a tank which is you know one way to do it um but apparently not a party of four is not recommended because it's too costly it it is costly and they um while they are powerful they kind of they cap out lower uh damage wise than i think you can get like a human or or even um some of the monsters to go um but speaking if, of yeah, yeah speaking of monsters um you can pick from three uh slime baby dragon and an imp uh essentially what they do is you kill monsters um and they can eat the flesh of the monster you killed and then using some table um they will transform into a stronger monster or a weaker monster. Weaker so monster, you yeah. Careful of what you're eating. It depends uh, on the uh, class of monster and the tier of monster that the meat came from. I believe is how that works. It's way too confusing, so I skipped all that bullshit. Okay. Yeah. No. Uh, so James, how do you feel about the progression system in Final Fantasy Legends Two? Well, it's better than the first one, like you said. Um... It makes grinding difficult because it's just you randomly get, you know, upgrades or you randomly get leveled up, which makes it um, a little aggravating when you have a like two human and two mutant party, which is something that they recommend you do. Um, I never did. Well, I did once and I got through about half the game that it just got so aggravating. I turned it off. Um, the robots. 
like you mentioned earlier, that is like character, I believe, in this game because you can actually, you know, plan to get your characters as strong as possible by using those robots. And like you said, um, by recharging their weapons, you can get them with the best weapons. And if you get them with a weapon that targets an entire group of enemies, you can just be unstoppable. Uh, then I know you don't like mutants, Nick, but I always had a mutant because if you use their magic ability, they target everybody on the screen. So with using robots to attack, you know, just certain groups and then the mutants to kind of mop up everyone else. Mm -hmm. um, very effective. Yeah. So um, let's just go around and talk about the party comp we used for um, our most recent playthrough. I used uh, a robot in lead, uh, a human, a mutant, and a monster. Uh, I didn't have a problem really following the monster table and, like, it's kind of fun and random, uh, if you ask me. Like, the, the little bit of randomness in that character was enough for me uh, because I, 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 you know, I just have fun feeding the monster meat and see what it turns into. Like, it doesn't really bother me because I'll kill another monster and there'll be another drop and I'll get something else cool. So it doesn't really affect me none, but the, the robot serves as an amazing uh, tank front character with... Uh, excellent damage to boot then of course uh my human was just like he he ended up being like a um like an agile kind of striker character because early on like just a lot of uh rapier uh um, and quick weapons so his agility was super high like he'd always attack first um kind of thing and that was always useful and then uh my mage character was of course my my mutant uh just a lot of magic spells and area damage was was just great to have so that was my comp nick what was your comp uh just like the first game i did four humans because oh, nice, man. i don't know uh i like the fact that they their stats go up higher uh they're not they're kind of dependent on equipment uh and items but not solely um and i guess uh i'm a bit of a shit i guess speciest Mm -hmm. Like, uh, given given a, every opportunity, I really only play human characters in games. So, like, I did, I did not want to juggle. I am. Like, I did not want to juggle the fucking imp shit or the, the monster shit. Like, not messing with that. Um, like, I've heard horror stories of people losing, like, really good spells on their mutants. And also, like, the stat-ups being pretty bad. And I'm like, uh, I don't really got time for that. Uh, and the robot, it, having, a like, a cap. And then also being really reliant on uh, equipment kind of threw that uh, off the boat for me. So, humanity, fuck yeah. All right. James, what is your party cop of choice? Robots, a human, and a mutant. I'm with you, Nick. I don't want to deal with the, the monsters and just the randomness of what you're going to get. Um, but the robots, man, if you learn how to use those things, they can be extremely powerful. Well, absolutely, and and back to the the uh, the monsters. I understand like a lot of people shy away from them, but if you can follow that chart, um, you can end up with a real some really powerful monsters. Especially some of the dragons are are incredibly powerful with with tons of um, health and excellent magic area magic. So it's just a matter of manipulating that that chart to get uh, the most powerful thing per tier, which. I get not everybody wants to wants to deal with, but robots super powerful. Uh, 
but uh, overall, as far as difficulty goes, I didn't think this game was too incredibly difficult. Um, the grind, and just like the first one, this one, like the grind for me is super just kind of, uh, it's chill. Like it's not uh, so, um, I don't have to be that, like I can just kind of mindlessly do it, you know, and, and it's it's kind of relaxing and therapeutic, just kind of mindlessly murdering monsters and, you know, leveling up. And outside of that, like most of the boss fights have, um, really particular poignant weaknesses and it's really, uh, I didn't struggle too much. I didn't, I don't, I think I might've died twice. Um, how did you feel about the difficulty in the game, Nick? Uh, well, with the ability to save anywhere, uh, I feel like the difficulty is heavily mitigated. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, save states is also a thing, but, uh, <clears throat> for not <clears throat> emulating <clears throat> games, uh, the ability to save everywhere is great. Um, there were kind of ebbs and flows, like some places I'd get to, uh, because of my party comp, I'd have to grind for a little bit, um, save up some gold, get better equipment, and then that kind of smooths the, uh, plateau out. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard really bad horror stories about, like, the final dungeon and how, uh, the Arsenal boss was a big pain in the ass, um, but I really didn't have that much trouble, uh, with anything in the game, but going to be really overcome by just trying to get your characters more powerful or buy some more shit. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty mo- rudimentary that way. It's just, you know, grind some gold, have good equipment, stay stocked up on uh, consumables if you need them or if that's, you know, your thing. So, I mean, it's really not... To me, I didn't think it was that difficult. James, how do you feel about the difficulty in Final Fantasy Legend 2? As a kid, I relied pretty heavily on Odin to bring my characters back to life to give me a second shot at a battle but uh as an adult it's not that bad i mean the only time i'd ever lose a battle is if i you know some characters died in the previous battles and i didn't heal them and i just tried to just go through it and just got caught up so when i was actually really paying attention nah, it, it was fine absolutely absolutely um in addition, uh, I think the biggest change, because I don't remember this happening in the first game, but in this game we do get um, like supporting additional characters that join us from time to time. Uh, they always seemed incredibly overpowered. Uh, that the same experience for you guys? Absolutely. Uh, I use them when I'm going out grinding, trying to level up my human and mutant. What about you, Nick? Uh, yeah, like especially getting Isis. Uh, it's like, let me just grind for a couple, uh, couple hours here and get all the good shit going and, uh, I'll be, I'll be good. Absolutely. Um, in this system, we do have a, the Magi system, which you're going, it's part of the story where you're collecting all these little bits of Magi and, um, some of them have special effects. Some of them are just stat bricks. And, uh, I just want to take a moment and talk about the Magi system, uh, it is kind of basic, but it felt right. Like, you know, I started seeing, of course, there's going to be some that boost a particular type of damage or uh, boost a particular stat. And 
I think they also serve to kind of level out that difficulty spike, if you understand what I'm saying. So, like, at the end of an, uh, a zone, you collect new magi, so you, you get some core stats to go up by equipping, equipping those to proper characters, and that kind of gets you ready for um, the next zone if you're, say, coming out of the last one a little underleveled. Uh, Nick, how'd you feel about the, the magi system in general? Um, I thought it was okay. Um, I really wasn't like blown away by it. It was just ended up being another thing to add to the like in- inventory management. Okay. All right. James, what about you? Uh, I take it or leave it. I really didn't care much for it. I didn't really use it. I didn't feel like it made a big difference to me, but, uh, it was a good attempt. I mean, I like it. Uh, I mean, because you're collecting all these things. Like, it's cool that instead of them just being like key items in your inventory, you can actually equip them to characters. Um, I mean, we're talking a Game Boy game here, and any any level of depth and option to a uh, your uh, your sort of character progression there, I think, is a is a bonus. So, worked out well for me. Point, so. but not as a like gameplay factor, but as a story point. Yeah, sure, that's what we're collecting. Well, I mean, that is gameplay that you're giving me, like, the story item I can actually use and affect my characters, uh, the way my characters work, as opposed to, like, them just being in my inventory. Yeah. Uh, it's I wish they did a little bit more. I wish they did more. I don't know. Like, I mean, it's, it's, I, I understand the, like, but, uh, you know, I don't know, man. It just, like, I, I, I just to me, it felt right. Like it's, like, it's not overly complex. Like, it's not going to be. It's 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 a Game Boy game. Um, it's not, you know, there's not a ton of memory uh, they can use there. So, I mean, hell, we, we could only make characters with four-letter names. But, so, there you go. Uh, let's it was go. like Materia. So, it actually had more of a use during battle. You can actually, you know, when you equip fire, you got fire. Yeah. Hmm. Well, that's kind of like a rudiment, rudimentary material system. Yeah, I can see that. It is kind of, but it's more of like they're more stat bricks than anything else. But since they weren't, I don't know. Were you? I don't. I don't know. They just worked for me. I like it. It felt right. I had no complaints. So let's go around the table, talk about some things that that worked, didn't work, and move on out of here. So Nick, uh, what are some things that worked for you, gameplay wise, and what are some things that didn't work? Um. Combat uh, flowed pretty well. Uh, I mean, aside from the whole missing thing when the enemy dies, but that's like it happens once, and you're just like, okay, that's the thing in this game. Got it. Um, I didn't really use too many like extra shit in combat. It was pretty much just like attack. Uh, moving around was fine. Like exploring things was fine. Um, I mean, it's just. So basic and it kind of worked, I guess. Um, didn't really have any flaws with it. Really did like the whole uh, almost infinite uh, continues thing. If you really needed to uh, use that until you, you're like, I don't want to continue anymore, and then you get game over. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Right. Uh, oh, the NPC party member thing, fucking ace. That's probably the best part of the game. Um, I like it. Except for the occasions in which, like, you're actually trying to get a character to use a thing, so they can level up the stat, and the the whatever your your backup party member always acts first and obliterates everything on the screen, and it's like, come on, man, like that's, I mean, it's cool and all, and I'm glad you're around, but like at least let me get a hit in so I can I can get a little juice going. 
But, uh, like I said, I, I'm really... It's something about these games that are that are truly fun. Now, to sit down and marathon it from start to beginning, not the best way to play these games. These were a mobile game on a mobile platform, on a handheld system, and they were meant to be able to pick up and play... Uh, you know, for how you know an hour car ride or however long your batteries are gonna last in your Game Boy before you gotta flip them out. You know, um, that in in for that I think it's perfect because the the combat's smooth and it's simple. So to me, that makes it uh, infinitely grindable. Uh, there are some other aspects into that we'll get into um, in a little bit, but there you know it is it is so. I hate to use the word basic, that it it has this level of charm about it that uh, I think is undeniable uh, and affects how I play it entirely. I just had a blast, man. It's a super fun, super simple little game. And, you know, like I said, aside from the missing thing, they're not really going for any grand sweeping uh, revolutionary ways to play an RPG on a Game Boy, so they don't fall flat on a lot of things. Uh, I guess you could say the magic system is a little underwhelming. You could say the uh, some of the level ups are, are a little random. Um, but you know, I come in with that sort of uh, already anticipated, already ready for that. So it doesn't really it wasn't really a huge bummer to me. Um, and since the combat combat can be so quick and so easy that you know just grinding through a few extra random level ups wasn't wasn't necessarily a problem. It is trifling when you lose a good spell on a mutant though. That is kind of a pain in the dick. But uh, what are some things that work for you? What are some things that didn't work for you, James? Like gameplay, I like the uh, battle system. Excuse me. Um, simple. It's you know you choose what you want to do, and then it plays out in a text format. Um, the game seems a little tighter. I compare this game a lot to the original Final Fantasy. Played before I played this one, and the, the original Final Fantasy on NES. There's a lot of empty space, open space, and a lot of questions on where you're supposed to go. And this one definitely corrected a lot of that, tightened a lot of dungeons up, a lot of caves up, and really gave you the direction of where you need to go next. Um, things that just didn't work. I'm still the leveling up system. They need to find a better way to at least give us an indication on when our guys are going to get additional HP or additional attack and how much they're going to get. Because I like I I like to grind a little bit, but I don't want to grind in the blind. Okay. Not knowing what's going to happen. My advice to you would be to never play a saga game. Ever. Yeah, that's that's kind of a that's like we talked a little bit on the first one about it. That's just like that is this series is saga. Um, so that's, you know, that's a give or take, you know, it's a take or leave it kind of thing. So, cause I mean, that's the thing we have to separate when we talk about these games, uh, in comparison to Final Fantasy. Yeah, they're square titles and they named them Final Fantasy over here, but they weren't designed intended to be Final Fantasy games. So we shouldn't. You can compare them. They're two RPGs. That's what we do around here all the time is compare RPGs from different series. Just you have to go in with that, you know. It's not a Final Fantasy game. It's titled that in North yeah. America, but it's it's not. So, um, but yeah, do you have anything else to add to gameplay? Things work, didn't work? I, I overall like this game, so. Yeah. Uh, so let's just go around the table. Let's uh, score it real quick. Score gameplay, that is. I am going to give it a solid four. Where you at, Nick? A uh, three. All right, where you at, James? 
mean, four. Uh, four. All right. Excellent. So um, for our first musical break, we'll take a quick musical break. And my song I chose, it is the intro song. Do it every time. If the intro song's good, I'm going to choose it. Um, so, yeah, let's listen to that. And when we come back, we're going to talk about story. All right, Nick, my brother, my man, break down the plot in this bad beast for me. Man, I always feel like I get stuck in the plot, but no big that's, deal. Th- th- I mean, that's what we do here. You're good at it. I look forward to this part, actually, believe it or not. Oh, God. Even the times <laughs> when, like, uh, yeah, pretty much uh, you do a thing, you do a thing, and uh, that's the thing. It makes sense to me. It makes me want to play these games. We can, we can tell um, when your heart's in it, Nick. So, so oh, give, God. give us right. a stirring rendition. Oh boy. Um, all right. So this one, uh, kind of similar to the first uh, Final Fantasy Legend, um, where you're going to a bunch of different worlds. Um, this time, though, um, the story revolves around the Magi, uh, which we kind of glossed over a bit earlier. Uh, originally, uh, you're told there are about 77 of them, according to whatever legends um, that are uh, around. Um, and they came from the goddess Isis. Um, pretty much, uh, story starts off through dad waking me up. Uh, he's like, I gotta go, uh, see you later. Uh, which is actually pretty tropey of him to do. Cause I feel like that happens a whole lot. A whole lot. Yeah. And, yeah this could have been the first one though. Uh, yeah, that's a whole lot. That's, that's come up with or after was, this was this before or after, uh, Star Tropics? Oh, I think it might've been before cause this was 1990. Oh, no, shit. Maybe Star Chop was first. I don't remember when that came out. I'll find out. You keep talking. All right. Um, 1990. So. Well, this was December in Japan. So this I was December December 1st, Star Tropics. Damn. Late December, <laughs> late December 1990, everybody's got daddy problems. All right, let's just. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great time for Christmas then. Uh, so pretty much your dad uh, leaves, he gives you a Magi, he's like, never lose it, uh, Von Looses. Um Eventually, you're like, um, alright, dad's been gone a while, I'm gonna go try to find him. 
I find out he was part of a secret group called Guardians uh, that are looking for the Magi. Um, you got your three, three friends. You're going out exploring all the worlds, uh, finding all the Magi, uh, learning that they're all, everything's connected um, by this twisting tower thing called the Pillar of Sky. Uh, and you can use the Magi to kind of ascend the tower to get to the next world and get some more Magi and so on and so forth. Eventually you find out that um, there are new gods kind of everywhere um, or having replaced Isis and some of them are not so ver uh, very nice. Um, they're trying to get so powerful as well, so they're collecting Magi too. Um, pretty much. Uh, eventually um, you kind of get... To uh, the very end, uh, you find your dad again. Uh, he's like, yeah, um, things are great. Um, he gets attacked. Uh, well, he saves us, that... doesn't, from, from, uh, from shit. Exactly. Saves us from shit. A Apollo. Apollo. That's his name. Jesus. Uh, yeah, he, Apollo takes all of the magic you've collected. And he's like, oh, I'm going to use them all to become invincible, powerful, rule of the universe, whatever. Uh, typical villain stuff. Um, then your dad's like, ha, actually, the Guardian spread misinformation. There's 78 Magi. Ha ha. Um, so join forces, uh, get the last Magi. Um, uh, shit happens. Uh, Isis gets revived. And then you're like, all right, let's go actually. Um, Save the world, stop Apollo and everybody from doing shit. Um, you kind of reach the center of the tower thing. Uh, these mechanical arsenal things come alive and uh, attack. You got to defeat them. Uh, then you learn that Isis was uh, set aside by an ancient civilization to guard the whole system. Um, and as the worlds kind of get old and decay, uh, she fixes them. Um, and then you go home with your dad. And then you and your father and your mother run off on a second adventure post credits. So that's that's yep, that's basically the plot of it. Uh, there, it's more plot than the first one, and I would say the third one has more sci-fi bent than this one does, even though there's quite a bit in this one. So uh, yeah, how did you guys feel about the story? What are some things that, that work for you story-wise, some things that didn't work for you? I'll throw it to you, James, first. Um, how do you feel about the plot in this one? I like how it starts out. I like how you're a kid, and you're, it's mysterious. Your dad leaves, and you find out more about your dad and what his mission was. Um, I like the overall story arc, so there's a mission you're going through from you know day one of the game all the way through to the very end, collecting the Magi. Um, I like how... Um, like you kind of touched on earlier, this is a Game Boy game, so it's meant to be played, you know, in a car ride or in a train ride. And this game's broken up into different worlds. So if you pick this thing up and you don't quite remember where you are, your world that you're in is pretty small, and you can use the Magi. I think it's Prism mm -hmm. that can tell you how many Magi are left in that particular world. So you kind of get a sense of where you need to go, what you need to do right away, um, or what you need to collect at least. So you can progress in the game if you haven't picked it up in a while. Um, I do like being able to form your own party. This might be kind of more gameplay, but whatever. Um, I like just the, the ability to like customize what you want, who you want to deal with. It actually also adds to replay value. Mm -hmm. uh, yep. Uh, anything else?
Well, uh, yeah, you cut down a little bit, but uh, I'll, t I'll take it for a second here. Uh, as far as plot goes, uh, you know, it's great for what it is. Uh, the uh, the dad runs off in the middle of the night, and your hunting after him thing is is all well and good. It's a little awkward when your main character is a robot because you really want to know how that worked out. Uh, but, built you. But uh, he could have built me if I'm was if I chose my main character as a monster. That's even weirder. That's uh, that's super weird. So then he's a monster trainer. Yeah, but yeah, you could, there is. I guess you could reason your way out of it. It just it's it's just a little strange to me. Uh, I did like the almost linearity of the plot. Like there wasn't a lot of fluff. It's always easy to kind of know where you got to do and what you got to do next. Uh, you can just go to the coffee shop and talk to a bartender, and you're somebody in the bar is gonna gonna give you some good information on on where you got to go next. Uh, the each of the levels and kind of what you're doing is 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 real interesting it i shouldn't say real interesting it's unique there's they got their own little plot lines back and forth sometimes you don't do a whole lot of uh back eh, you do some backtracking between worlds but it's not it's not crazy it's it's it's, it's mostly about just moving forward to the next thing um so the 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 straightforwardness of the plots there the whole in thing where you know uh the villain he's got 77 he's gonna make himself super powerful and then it's like aha he doesn't have the all the all the uh the parts to the spell as you were because he's missing the 78th magi and all of a sudden he's gonna blow up the whole uh world tree thing because he's done fucked it up because he didn't have the 78th magi that to me Seems like a possibly worse outcome than letting him become the new Isis god. Maybe that's just me, but perhaps tricking him and letting him destroy the whole universe instead of becoming the new god of the universe. I don't know. That seems a little iffy. But, uh, you know, the whole tie it all up in a bow at the end of the game, that's, that's nothing new. It's not... Uh, incredibly disappointing that way just the uh just the aha there's 78 magi thing was kind of silly uh even when the first time i got to it as a kid i just kind of was like of course there's a 78th magi why wouldn't there be a 78th magi so uh outside of that you know it does what it does uh and it doesn't do what it doesn't do nick story how you feel brother um i like that it was more um kind of centralized uh, uh -huh. compared to the previous game uh where it was you're just pretty much venturing up the tower for no fucking real good reason and you go into these different worlds where they all have self-contained storylines but nothing really tied together uh -huh. um whereas this one uh, everything was still kind of linked by the fact that you're chasing your dad you're chasing the magi um and, you, and you're going on that way um there's also some pretty fucking weird destinations in this one, like Race World. What the fuck is that all about? But all they do there, uh, one big race. Like, all right, fuck. I guess that's a thing. Sure, okay. Um, yeah, pretty much like uh, what you guys have already covered. Um, the storyline, not the most amazing thing in the world. Um, but it's kind of suffices for a Game Boy game. Um, like it. You don't really need anything plot heavy because you got to be sitting down playing for like five, ten minutes, getting up, and you don't want to be skipping through uh, 
text boxes or watch cutscenes or anything, you want to be playing the game, which I guess is the whole design concept behind it. Um, and that's what it does, and uh, that's it fairly I will, well. I, I will say uh, this game does have more plot than some PlayStation 1 games we have played. To give it, to be fair, we played PlayStation 1 games with less plot than this, so... Well, like Monster Seed? Digimon World, and I'm pretty sure this has more plot than, than Warsong did on the Sega Genesis, so... Um, it's I mean, for a Game Boy game, it's got a surprising amount of plot to it, especially with the, each of the individual little stories. You don't get a whole lot of information about them, but... You, you know, there's there's a bunch of little stuff going on around too, so that's that's always fun. Did you have anything at, to add? Uh, now that we got you back, James, uh, before we score it. Oh gosh, I don't know. I just like to, I guess, ask you guys, what's your favorite world? Uh, I like. All right, I'm always a fan of the inner space trope. All right, like I know it's stupid, but they're like, we got to shrink you down, and you got to go inside of her body. I'm in. Let's go. Let's go. It's so stupid, but I'm down. Like, inside, inside, uh, what's-her-face's body world's my favorite. What about you, Nick? Um, I like the Edo world. Or, I guess it's Edo, Edo, oh, Edo, whatever. Um, because the whole Japanese aesthetic. That's cool. That's cool. What about you, James? What's your favorite world? That one a lot too. Is that the one where you're supposed? To, it was supposed to be heroin, but they switched it to like there's bananas that were stolen in the Edo world. Not sure. That's oh, that was a thing. I can't remember. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. That's that's <laughs> totally rad. All right. So uh, let's let's score it. Uh, first up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's right. Because people are addicted to bananas. And they don't know why it's illegal. I'm, I love bananas. I love bananas. Bananas are my favorite, especially when they're cocks. All right, Nick, score it. Uh, three, I guess. James, score it. Four. Four. I'm gonna give it a three as well. So uh, we're gonna take our second musical break. This one Nick chose for us. So lead us into it, my man. Um, if I recall correctly, this is boss battle music and uh it's pretty much nick trope upbeat uh fast-paced catchy ass music so uh that's what you're getting so we're gonna listen to that and then we come back we'll talk about visuals and music Thank you. 
So, as we've said 1,000 times already, this is a Game Boy game, so they can only do so much. That being said, uh, I thought a lot of the monster and boss sprites in the in the battles looked really good. You could always kind of tell what you were fighting. There wasn't a lot of, what is that supposed to be going on? Um, they were really clear and defined. Uh, the little character sprites probably could have been a little more distinctive. Um, you got a lot of repetition on those guys. And, uh, of course, the, the air, each of the worlds, I thought, uh, aesthetically looked uh, very different. So that was fun for me. Uh, visuals, how do you feel, Nick? I feel like they are okay. Mm-hmm. Um... They're, I mean, they're grayscale. It's not really much they can kind of do. It's Game Boy, obviously. Um, but what they did with it, like uh, some of the monster sprites, like I think Apollo, uh, look kind of cutesy, uh, which is kind of weird for me. But uh, like when they tried really hard, they got really good looking stuff. Like uh, I think Arsenal looks pretty cool too. Um, the only thing. Like I guess that uh, it's most of the same with these kind of RPGs anyway, where the the character uh, sprites are really kind of bare bones, mm-hmm. but the monster sprites are usually what are super really detailed and awesome looking, and everything like that. So, um, I guess I wish the character sprites looked a little better, but uh, I'm not gonna really complain too much about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the like overworld stuff. It's pretty cool. I do like how um, I, I mean, it's not so obvious in game, uh, but if you were to take a look at like uh, the world maps outside where people have pulled them out, um, a lot of the kind of stuff kind of flows really well together. Like in the giant world, um, when you're actually in the giant, uh, the like it goes to the feet, the hands, and the kind of stuff, and you can see. Uh, when it's all spread out and combined, uh, like put together, you can see like the image uh, of the whole thing, and I thought that was pretty cool. How it all had a kind of continuity. All right, excellent, excellent. Uh, How did you feel about visuals, James? Pretty good. Um, like I said, it's a Game Boy game. You can't expect a whole lot. There was a lot of stuff that was recycled and reused, um, but most sprites, I could tell what they were. It worked out. I do wish uh, during the battle there may have been some sort of background, background or just something to go along with, you know, maybe where you were during each battle, but there wasn't, so okay. pretty good. I can pretty see average. that. I can see that. All right, well, then let's uh, let's make this one quick and dirty. Let's go ahead and score it up. Visuals for me, I think they did well with what they got. They did, so I'm going to give it a 3.5. Uh, James, where you at? Three. Three. All right, Nick, where you at? Man, I'm just going to do the opposite of everybody tonight. Uh, let's get a 4.5 for me. All right. The, I mean, it's fair. They did well with what they had, even if it, you know, it's just, it's 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 Game Boys, man. It's Game Boys. So uh, next we're going to talk about the music, and I will stop right here for a moment, and I will say how much I think the music they pumped out of the Game Boy for this thing is so catchy and just, all around fun and awesome. There are probably a couple tracks in there that are kind of screechy and weird, but uh, for me, you know, I just loved it. 
from start to finish, like a lot of it's really catchy. Um, and as I'll get into in overall experience, a ton of nostalgia for this game, right? So, uh, just playing through it, doing the grind, listening to the battle music, uh, listening to the overall music, it just all takes me back to, you know, just, just chilling, you know, trying to pass some time at some family gathering I don't want to be at, just playing the shit out of, out of, uh, Final Fantasy Legends 2 and 3 on the Game Boy, so, uh, I loved it. I'm going to go ahead and rate it a five. Nick, how'd you feel about the music? I feel like they did a fantastic job capturing like the sense of adventure um, in, a lot of, in a lot of the songs. Um, the side effects were okay, like uh, nothing really special to go along with them. Um, nothing that made me want to fucking turn anything off. Uh, some really catchy stuff. Uh, yeah, they did a pretty great job. I'll give it a five as well. All right, James. Where you at, man? Basically, echo everything you guys have already said. I mean, the battle music was fantastic. The victory music was great. Uh, the boss music was amazing. Overworld music, you know, was good. There wasn't anything that was too annoying. Uh, the sound effects, like you said, Nick, they were you know, they're okay. They were there. I mean, that's, that's a big thing. They were there. They're trying. I'll give it a five. Excellent, man. So we're going to take our third musical break. Uh, I believe this is the, I don't have the name right here, but this is going to be the overworld music. It should be the overworld music. Uh, it's, it's that driving, adventurous, let's go fuck shit up music. And that is, that is, that's a Brent trope all the way, man. So let's, let's go with it. Let's listen to it. Let's enjoy it. And we come back, we're talking about overall experience and replayability. So, uh, as I talk about every time we do a real experience, I talk about it's an expectations versus reality type of thing. How did I feel about what I was going to play going in, and how did I feel about it when I'm done? And this game is laced with nostalgia for me, okay? And it's, it's really hard to separate that. But uh, it also had to live up to the unexpected fun we had in the first one, because I think when we sat down to play the first one, we were like, ah, man, a Game Boy game. I don't think we were that excited for it, and then we just were pleasantly surprised by how much fun we had, and I, I expected that plus a little something on top of it when I sat down and played this again for the first time in 10 years, and I, I honestly got it. Um, I had uh, a ton of fun over the course of playing this game, just sitting around. Uh, since it is handheld, I don't have to occupy like a TV screen away from 
the wife or if the kid wants to be watching some of her little bear shit or something, you know, I can sit there and I can play it and I can, I can just grind my little heart's con, my little heart's content, and uh, you know, just pick it up and go. I don't have to worry about it if I didn't play it for a week. I, I just pick it up and go and do something. So for me, the uh, casualness almost of it um, really hit hit spot, especially for where I am in my life right now. It's it, I just had a ton of fun. Um, I'll wait till we get back around to score it though. So James, how do you tell me about your overall experience with Final Fantasy Legends Two? I know you got a story with it. I know you love it. That's why you're here today. So tell me something about it. I like you said, I I love it. It was my first Final Fantasy game that I bought and I played all the way through and beat when I was old. So a lot of nostalgia follows this game. I replay it every. Got a couple of years, try and mix up the party I play it with just to have a different experience. Um, I like the music, like I've, we've just got through talking about. I like the story. It's an easy, it's simple, it is interesting. Worlds, yeah, they vary from, you know, cool and awesome to, eh, it's all right. Uh, gameplay's fine. Purchased the remake from Japan, it's in Japanese. I have uh, emulated it so I can redo it, play it in English. So I have this game now on, you know, three different platforms. I do like it. Game. All right, uh, Nick, tell us about your overall experience. Um, I came into this uh, on a high note due to our previous experience with Final Fantasy Legend. And I got to say, I was uh, more than satisfied with the experience because uh, it took what made Final Fantasy Legend good and improved upon what needed to be improved upon and didn't fix what wasn't broke. Um, it was great that they fixed the fucking RNG thing to do the stat leveling up because actually getting stat ups was phenomenal. So that definitely boosted my enjoyment uh, while playing it. Um, yeah, like... Uh, it was a great time, and I would probably play it again, which is not something I usually say about games. Absolutely. So why don't you go ahead and score it for us, Nick? Um, I'd say overall I'd give it a 4.5. All right. James? I'm going to go with a 5. You want to go with a 5? Hard from- all right, yeah, man, yeah, man, totally great. Uh, and I also recommend everyone listening to this sh- uh, the sound of my voice. If you haven't listened to Blaine and James' episode on Final Fantasy Legend Two, go ahead and check it out. Um, they do, uh, they spend a little more time, go a little more in depth with some of the stuff that's happening than we do here. We kind of, you know, going through the the process. That's our style. So, all right, uh, my overall experience. Of course, I'm, I'm I had so much fun. I can't not give it a five. Now, Nick's favorite reca- uh, category, replayability. So, uh, James, you've talked about it a few times now. How, uh, how do you feel about the replayability that this game brings to the table? Customization early on in the game where you're able to pick your party, I think, is clutch to replayability because you can literally replay this game, you know, differently every time. Mm-hmm. So that speaks to a lot. The storyline, you know, every time I play this, I pick up on something different or I, um, you know, Try some, try doing things a different way, and I don't know. It's, it's high replay for me. Um, okay. Yeah, for that. All right. So, um, I'll say you know you do have that that customization early in the beginning, but 
you're really only going to make so many character choices, uh, and at the, the replayability really does come down to the character choices, and if you're the kind of person that doesn't necessarily want to apply challenges to yourself, you're really going to go with your optimum party builds every time. Um, the story is linear, there's not a whole lot of extra exploring to do outside of what you're doing for the story, um, but that being said, that, 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 that making that intro uh, party means that the replayability for me in this game and has always been I probably play the first half of the game at least 20 to 30 times more than I've played it through to completion right it's it, you know it's it's one of those games ah well I'll do you know I'll play a all monster party for for 10 hours you know if I had 10 hours and then shit on that and go do something else you know so um stuff like that does add value I think not not an incredible amount but definitely there is some there uh, Nick, how do you feel about replayability? Um, for what has been said already, um, only thing I can think about replayability in this game would be different party combinations. Um, like you said, unless you really want to challenge yourself, like, oh, do all robots or all monsters or all whatever, or half monster, half robot, whatever the fuck you want to do. Um, you're essentially playing the same game again. Um, and if you know what this know what to expect coming ahead, you know, what uh, items or magic you need or what have you. Um, you can kind of build for that, and you may have an easier time. Um, then again, uh, depending on your party comp, the random stat-ups can either, uh, like, fuck in the ass, or maybe you've had a, a god roll team this time going through, or uh, maybe none of your characters got uh, fucking agility, and they're all slow as shit, and you can get in your ass beat. Uh, so you kind of have that random aspect going for it. But um, uh, you played it once. I feel like you played it every other time. Uh, you may get a bit of a different experience because of your character comp, but uh, nothing else is really changing. Absolutely, absolutely. So you want to score it for me, Nick? Uh, I get a two point five. All right, James, where are you at on replay? Give it a solid four. All right. Well, I'm gonna fall right in the middle and give it a three. I think it it replays itself. Uh, you get some little bit with the party comp there. So if you like what you're doing, you're gonna get more out of it. If you don't, then you're not. So um, let's take our last musical break. Nick, why don't you lead me into this uh, savageness? Let me know where uh, gonna to listen to, and then we can move on with our lives. Um, well, this is gonna be a song that Brett will only have heard half the time since played the game. Uh, because this is the uh, You're Fighting the Final Boss Arsenal song. Uh, pretty much, since it's a boss battle song, it's going to be fast-paced. It's going to be exactly what you expect from a song that I picked. Uh, and it's a pretty fucking great song, so enjoy. All right.
so uh, this time I kind of last minute forgot to ask about for some questions on Discord again. I got to get better at doing that. I really do. Um, so the only people we really had chime in there was Blaine. Uh, he want, First, he wanted to know if uh, James would be on the episode, and of course he is. But uh, his is more of a comment than a question. He says, the thing I noticed most regarding uh, Five Face Legends 2 is how broken everything was. The FAQ I read was, don't do this or it'll break the game. Hell, James knew and still caused this game to be unwinnable. I think it showed a ton of innovation for a Game Boy game, but without James' nostalgia, I wonder if he would even like it. All that said, I think overall is one of the best games for the system. Also, the monster class is pointless. Spells overriding each other is maddening, and robots are OP. No real question in there, but whatever. I look forward to your review. So let's break this apart. Um, did either of you in this most recent playthrough run through any uh, game-breaking glitches? Nick? I can't say that I did. Mm-mm. I didn't have that problem either. Even though I have experienced them in the past, I know there there's a couple there. Um, but in general, I had a ton of bad luck, you know, with Game Boy games. Just a lot of that stuff um, was uh, I, I'd always end up getting stuck between walls and you know platformer games. It's just like Game Boy in general was kind of a a little shit brick for me. Uh, that might be my lone experience, but I just had a ton. So I just kind of expect it. Out of Game Boy games, they were kind of finicky. Um, James, uh, how did you? What sort of comments do you have on the brokenness of Final Fantasy Legend Two? Still got you, bud. You still there? We'll keep... I muted myself. Sorry, uh, sorry, I'm here. I'm here. All right, all right, all right. Baby, baby um, I don't know. There's the the glitch that I think Blaine's referring to is the trash can glitch, where if you double click the trash can and you you can select a character. And you can give that character an agility boost. Mm -hmm. But in doing so, you actually decrease your amount of magi. So if you do it too early in the game, um, you can't progress on to the next world. So you have to mm -hmm. wait to the very end of the game to do that. That's where I got... I completely forgot there was a certain there was a certain point where you're allowed to do that. And I was doing it too early, and then I screwed myself over. But overall, I mean, no, it's, it's fine. It's a linear game. Linear game, excuse me. And yeah, no, I think, I think it's... um. Okay. All right. And uh, do you feel without your nostalgia, you would still love this game? Like, if you had never played it before today, and you put it into a Game Boy for the first time, can you honestly tell yourself that you would still love this game? So, um, it's a tough question, because I, I like Final Fantasy 1 for NES so much, but then that's that's nostalgia again, so... I think I would like it just because it feel like I was playing those old classic Nintendo, you know, Final Fantasy games again. And I do love those. I even prefer those over, you know, the newer stuff. I would rather play this game than Final Fantasy 15 right now. Well, I would rather play this game than Final Fantasy 15 as well, but that's that's a whole nother can of worms that I don't want to open <laughs> on this show. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Nick liked it. Nick never played it before. I think it's a perfectly good game. I don't see any reason why he wouldn't like it. Um, I think I would agree that it's one of the best games on the system. I haven't played probably more than, you know, a couple dozen Game Boy games, but I, I mean, yeah, it's, it's up there. I'd, I'd definitely rate it up there. How, how about you, Nick? How do you feel where it, it's how this game would sit in the, uh, the library of Game Boy? 
I I don't think I really should comment on that. Like I think I had Tetris, one of the Kirby games, and a, one of the Mario games for fucking Game Boy. So this is like, probably I, the best Game Boy game you've ever played. Uh, I don't know. I'm fucking partial to Kirby, man. Uh, like, well, second best, second best Game Boy game you ever played. Now, if you're if you're talking Game Boy like color, then uh, that yeah. was some pretty fucking great games on Game Boy Color. That there were. I mean, shit, Pokemon was Game Boy, right? Yeah, yeah Pokemon's Game Boy. How can you beat Pokemon? Yeah. Kidding, fuck Pokemon. This is way better than Pokemon. I don't know if I'd say it's better than Pokemon. Well, I, I am making that a definitive objective statement. This is a better game than Pokemon. <laughs> okay, all right. all right. You can have it. Oh. I won't fight you on it. I won't fight you on it. Um, We know how James feels about it. It's obviously the best game on the, the Game Boy. Isn't that right, James? It's between this and Link's Awakening, probably for the best Game Boy game. Oh, there you go. There you go. All right. Um, he says Monster Class is pointless. I, I beg to argue. Uh, then the spells are really... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of sucks. Robots are OP. They are, but their drawback is you have to spend all that, that gold to, to equip them, and their power caps out lower than that uh, of humans and both mutants if you know, you're know you grinding and you're getting your, your skill-ups. Um. Yeah, I look forward to hearing a review. He also asked a real stupid question about going into the chick. Like, does that does that make it like a gangbang orgy? Because like we're inside of her and your dick's inside of her. So, I mean, hey, yes. I sure. Yes. Why not? She's into that kind of thing. She told me. I think herself. it's all about intent. I yeah. All right. There you I go. mean, if you if you put your dick in and it's not sexual, it's not really rape. Right? How does that work? Did we have consent doing it? I don't she was unconscious, so no. See? Whoa, wow. It's rape. It's, it, was for, it was for the for everybody's benefit, though. It wasn't a bad rape. It was a good attention rape. <laughs> good attention That rape. saved the world. Oh, my God. Alright, well... Alright, so let's talk about what we got coming next. Our next review is Albert's Odyssey for the uh, Saturn. The Sega Saturn, I believe, is what we're playing that on. Um, our next off-topic, we haven't decided yet. We'll have to talk about that at some point this week, because, yeah, we got that coming up. Um, yeah, that's that's really it as far as anything exciting we got going on. James, my man, my brother, Stud Muffin, tell us. What you're up to, what y'all got coming up, and where they can find your shit at. Is It Worth It podcast. Um, part of the... What am I part of over there? The Retro... Retro RPG podcast feed. Retro RPG podcast. Thank God, I haven't heard those guys in so long. I forgot the name of their damn podcast. They did. Yeah, Derek and Don. Yeah, wish those guys would come back. We need them. But yeah, we're about a monthly podcast. Take a game off the shelf, play it, and tell you guys... Is it worth it? The answer it's is fun. almost always no. Mostly no. Are you guys going to play Albert's Odyssey all in one month? Yeah. Yes. This is how we do this, James. Like Never. we we're 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 beasts, man. You don't understand. Like we we put text in the me time. Actually, after you complete your first battle, I want you to text me because there's so much lag in that game. You guys are going to be pulling your hair out. Nice. It'll be all right. It will look. I've got a pretty souped up PC. I think it'll be all right. And 
let's and let's let's be fair here. Like the number of times I've personally beat a thirty-hour game with one week left, like I've done it. I've done the eight-hour like sleep, eight hours of sleep in a week to get a game done for the show. <laughs> okay, like I look forward to it. I'm I'm anally retentive about my schedule. Okay, so <clears throat> let's let's just say that's great. Uh, the social medias and stuff. Where can they find you at? If they want to say you're wrong and you're stupid. What I do is goodbuddyjames at gmail.com for me or my Twitter, Jay Milholland. Yeah, he'll he'll answer yes. that he'll answer that email uh, about a month later, um, after you text him. That's when he'll get you. Oh, and I get one email every three months, yeah. <laughs> I have to stop checking it. <laughs> uh, so Yeah, that's just a thing. Just in case. Do I'm, you wanna spell your last name? M-I-L-L-H-O-L-L-A-N-D. Like a mill in Holland. There it is. There you go. So follow him on Twitter. Tell him he's bad. Tell him his butt stinks and uh, all that other stuff. So I think... Or you could tell him he's sexy. No, right. don't do that. Don't do that. We don't... No. You, if you build people up like that, they've only got farther to fall. Okay? Just being real here. I could just not talk to you anymore, and that would probably only most of their problems in their lives. Well, until next time, I guess so. You say goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Aww. Burning a little plant. Fuck. All right. Bye, everybody. Where you, even, you even do your fucking spiel about... Oh, yeah. All fucking... right. So, fine. All right. You can visit our home on the web at therpgshow.com. <laughs> Be sure to join the Discord, man. Like, we say it every time. If you're not in the Discord, I made a handy new place you can go to. You can go to therpgshow.com forward slash Discord. There's everything you need right there. You can send us an email to podcast at therpgshow.com. You can follow us on Twitter at therpgpodcast. Um, while you're at the website and you feel the need that you need to buy some shit, I know the holiday shopping season is over, but you probably got some gift cards you want to spend. And I know you can go spend it at Amazon. So when you do that, go to the website, click on our Amazon affiliate link. Everything you buy after you go to the website, a little bit comes to us. Doesn't cost you a single thing extra. We're taking it right out of Bezos' pocket, like right out of there, right into mine. Helps us buy new shit. So Nick doesn't sound like he's, you know, sucking dick when he's doing the show. We should probably stop sucking dick while he's doing the show to make that happen. But I think that'll do it. Oh, be sure to leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Each one counts. We love you for it. So until next time, say goodbye, everybody. Slob on that knob, like corn on that cob. Hi, everybody. <laughs>